We have a special guest here from the Back Row Redskins podcast, Mr. Emmanuel Chakuba. How are you? Hey, fellas. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you on, man. We've been, uh, we've been friends on Twitter for a little while now. Um, Manny and I like to go back and forth listening to each other's stuff. Absolutely. No. Yeah. We also have another special guest. You got it. You have to introduce over there. <laughs> How did I forget? <laughs> Ezekiel Chakuba. We call him Zeke. Zeke. That's Zeke. <laughs> He's chilling. He's joining He's us chilling. today. <laughs> oh man, so, Manny, the uh, how's the back row Redskin show, man? I mean, it's it's new, right? Yeah, it's new, man. Um, actually, started about two weeks ago, two weeks plus, and. Man, it's it's going well, man. It's blowing up right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I see the numbers and everything. I mean, that's awesome. That's where we want to get to. Um, I really admire, you know, the because we're we're big Jet fans actually. And oh, nice. Yeah, we 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 would never be able to do a, a podcast solely <laughs> on the Jet. Yeah. So, I, I really love, it. and you find such like original content too, and it's tough when you only cover one team on it. So yeah. I think and that's it's, awesome. It's and that's actually my second podcast. Um, the first one is uh, TSM, Talking Sports with Manny. Mm-hmm. And then I've been doing that one since, I think, March. So as of June the 21st, um, I did the, my first episode with uh, talk. I mean, um, with the Back Row Redskins show. And, um, you know, like the Back Row crew, there's a lot of guys and anybody who's interested in doing a podcast for the team, we're trying to get all 32 NFL teams. So I'm not sure if the Jets are taken or not. All right, Matt, I'm let's do sure. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're sending uh, it. So, so, those, so those guys got me on. And, uh, you know, I never really thought I'd be doing a Redskins podcast because there's so many out there. And, and, you know, just talking specifically Redskins every single week, which I love to do, but it, it's just something different, you know, something I've never yeah. done before. So That's uh, awesome. I'm loving it. And uh, before we get into uh, everything with Washington, because we had a lot of questions with the Redskins, but uh, what you started podcasting this year. So what made you kind of start podcasting? Okay, well, um, I'm big on sports. I have a couple of uh, sports pages, and um, I finally released a sports page last year. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I just never really had that, that, you know, that push. So with the shutdown and the coronavirus and just staying in the house, I said, you know what, man, it's time to get this podcast thing going. So a very good friend of mine, Josh Taylor, he has the Burgundy Report podcast. He motivated me, man. I saw how he does it, and it was pretty simple. So I got on Anchor. He told me to get on Anchor. I got on Anchor. And um, the rest is history from there. Yeah, shout out Anchor. We're all in Anchor. (laughs) Anchor's awesome, man. I think it's great, um, you know, with all the negatives and stuff from the virus and everything that's, that's happened and stuff, there, there are some positives that are happening for some people. Like the same thing with us, honestly, we could say that we've churned out our best content because of the virus. So it's afforded, it's afforded a lot of people um, time that they can do things that they never done before. So in a way that's good, which is really cool. And um, I'm glad that you got to do that. That's really, that's really right. And beauty, the beauty of the whole thing is everybody's home. And they're craving and thirsting for sports. Sports of any type, any caliber. So when I was producing content for my first podcast, people were, you know, jumping on, listening, because there's really nothing to watch or really nothing to talk about. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I started off 
with uh, a, a Titan story, a 20-year story. And, um, you know, some Titans fans hopped on that. Then I did, like, a Kansas City story, did a Tom Brady versus uh, Drew Brees story. And then just started to just produce different things in general, you know, just trying to give people something to, you know, look forward to. So it just went on from there. And then now I get to really just talk Redskins 24-7. And if you follow me on my regular Twitter, you see I, <laughs> I just talk Redskins all day long. So it's only fitting that I'm doing a Redskins podcast. There you go. That's awesome. Now, shifting into some of the things that we wanted to ask you. Now, I've seen you very active on Twitter on this. I'm not going to say anything until we get your side of it. So, okay. you know, you know a question's coming. Yes, Do sir. the Redskins need to change their name and logo? For me, I'm all about keep the name, man. Keep the name. I've been burgundy and gold until the blood turns cold since 1999. So that's all I've ever known. My dad put me on a Redskins. So for me, it's more than just the name. It's more than just the colors. It's a, it's a culture for me. Mm-hmm. And growing up and being in Nashville, I don't get to see all the games. So when a game come on on primetime, even though we always lose, um, for, me, <laughs> for me, man, it's, it's special to just see that purple and gold on TV. It gives me chills every single time. And my team is either on prime time or we're like the game of the week. It's just something special. So I understand why there's need to change the name. But at the same time, man, I think now this is a hot take. Maybe, maybe not. I think that within the next five years, we will win a Super Bowl or be Super Bowl contenders. So, so I would love to have this success under the Redskins name. I mean, for 20-something years, man, I've been losing and losing and losing. Now you take it away from me when we are trending up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. that's going to suck. I'm all for keeping the name. Do you, you think – uh, uh, sorry about that, Peter. Do you think Dan Snyder is willing to go there and change and rebrand and do all that? Because Peter doesn't think that there's any shot, you know, how stubborn he is usually, uh, Dan Snyder. So do you think there's any shot? Well – I think in 2013, he was very stubborn saying, you know, like in all caps, we're never changing the name. Now that FedEx is pulled out, Nike's pulled out, uh, Pepsi's pulled out, money talks. So now, you know, his hands are tied. He wants a new stadium. He wants to be back in D.C. And for Mm -hmm. all this to happen, like, it's inevitable. Like, the name has to change. So, I mean, with all that being said, you know, that's millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. I think he changes the name, sadly. Yeah. Um, at first, when, when they when they brought it up, and I was like, oh, Dan Snyder is one of the most stubborn owners in right. all of sports, not only in football. And I was saying, oh, you know, no way, no way. And then once, you know, you see the sponsors pull out, Dan Snyder's not going to care. I don't, I'm not going to say he doesn't care about the fans, but, like, if a few fans are like, oh, I'm never going to watch again, that's right. not going to put him in the pocket. But now with the sponsors and everything, it's hurting him where, where he knows where it hurts. It's going to hit him in the pocket. So I've kind of changed my view on it just a little bit because knowing all the millions that he'll lose, right. you know, but um, I still think it's, it's going to take a little while to still convince him to, yeah. really, to absolutely change it. And going back on that point that you said before, um, I definitely don't disagree with you. The Redskins have all the talent in the world. They have all the potential in the world, and it's only getting better. Right. I really think that they could be a Super Bowl contender in the next five. I mean, five years is, is, is a long time in the NFL. And I think right. that 
And when I say five years, I'm not saying exactly. I'm saying with Ron Rivera being in the building, he's getting a lot of things that he wants. And he's actually for the name change. So if we're giving you everything that you want, we're giving you your players, we're giving you full control. You got to produce. So he has a five-year plan to get us to the promised land. Whether it comes in year one, two, three, four, five, you got five years. And us as fans, if we're going to, like, there's other fans like me who don't want to give up this name. And I was speaking to some of them. Matter of fact, um, I'm coming out with a with a uh, with an episode with just fan reaction. So I'm getting fans mm-hmm. to come in and record, drop me a voice note, and then I'll put that into the show. So for those of us that are for keep the name, so if you take away the name, we're giving you everything that you want. It's time to produce. We're we're tired of losing, you know. Yeah. So. You want to build the right way you're building. You're going to be drafting. Next year, we, we'll have over $110 million to spend in free agency. So, oh, the we want – there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got a whole front four, all first-rounders. We need championships. We need Super Bowls. We need playoffs. Like, we're tired of rebuilding. We've been rebuilding forever. So, you know, you're going to come in. Sounds an awful lot like a story I know. You know, so it's like, man, <laughs> you know, by look, by year three, honestly, I need to like see us competing constantly. If not, then what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think in the 20 years that I've been a fan, 21 years I've, that I've been a fan, playoffs maybe three, maybe four times. Oof. That's terrible. Yeah, Max, maybe five times. <laughs> Especially from a and proud I, franchise I, like, like the Redskins. So we are the most. You see what I'm saying? We are the most loyal, diehard fans that there ever were in NFL. Jets are too, but we go hard. We've been cheering for this starry team for years. <laughs> you know, and you get a big stadium. Losing, but we love, yeah. Right. Right. The stadium was always empty. Uh, we, you know, we wanted to fire Bruce Allen. He's gone. You know, we fired Jay Gruden. He's gone. So it's time to start seeing mm-hmm. some kind of success. You know what I'm saying? It's time. Oh, absolutely. A great that was actually a great segue because my next question is speaking on Ron Rivera's uh first year and now Dwayne Haskins and Scary Terry's second year. So I right. wanted to know what are your expectations going forward with those two players in particular and the Redskins for next year? Okay, well, since I play a little bit of fantasy, let me go ahead and give you my projections <laughs> for these two guys. For Dwayne Haskins, I expect four thousand yards passing. Wow. 26 touchdowns, <laughs> 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Now, if that happens, we're going to the playoffs this year. I yeah, feel that that numbers. defense is going to be so good. The defense is going to be good, okay? But if Dwayne Haskins can take a step – now, that's a huge jump. 4,000 yards is, is huge. 26 touchdowns is huge, you know. I might sound crazy, but that's just where I – that's what I think he can do. He's lost a lot of weight, okay. He's worked on his game. He's working every single day. He's posting videos. I know videos don't mean anything. Workouts don't mean anything. But when you see somebody working hard, it's probably going to help to produce some kind of, of success, course. okay. Now, as far as Scary Terry, the guy is – his money. Unbelievable. I have him for 1,200 yards minimum, okay, about anywhere between 85 to maybe 90 catches. And I'm hoping that he cracks 10 touchdowns. 
I like no. I like both picks. I like yeah. both picks in I terms of numbers. I do think four thousand yards is a little bit of a stretch. I need to see a big step up from Dwayne. I honestly going into the draft, I was high on him, and now after this first year, I don't know. But I will cut a little bit of slack considering. Uh, group. What I'm pretty, did he have to work with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now four thousand a lot. <laughs> let me tell you what Haskins was working with last year. Okay, so first of all, Terry McLaurin was not supposed to be starting. He was not supposed to be anything, right? right. He was supposed to be a special teams guy. That's one. Two, the entire offensive line was trash. Yeah. It was a carousel. They kept getting hurt and getting hurt and getting hurt. So I don't even know who these guys were coming off the street, right? Then Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis out for the season. Okay, so you have no tight ends. And you're playing with Jeremy Sprinkles, who has bricks for hands, right? So he can't catch nothing, <laughs> right? Then you had Paul Richardson that you overpaid, right? Oh, man. He got hurt for the season. Yeah. Then you had Trey Quinn, who had a, a peanut brittle for legs. He was out for the season. So if you look at what Haskins had to work with, let's not even get into the running back, who I love. I love, I love Dwayne ha- – I mean, um, Darius Geis. Yeah. That's my guy. But he can't stay healthy for right now, okay? And he wasn't there. So then – you got Adrian Peterson with no line, right? You got Terry McLaurin, and you have nobody else on the other side. Receivers were developed later, right? And then you have Jay Gruden, who didn't give Dwayne Haskins any snaps. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Then you, then you bring him in and say, hey, produce against New England's top defense. Produce against Minnesota's top defense. Oh, so, you know, 4,000 might seem like a stretch, but if he's being groomed and he's – you know, we've added weapons. Yes, they're all young, but you've added weapons. And for some reason, if we're losing, that means you're passing to, you know, catch up. So some of that is from we're probably going to be losing a lot of these games. But, you know, that'll give him an opportunity to air it out. And yes. that's, at this point in his career, that's all you could really ask for is reps and right. experience. And, you know, I actually get interesting vibes from Dwayne Haskins because he reminds me a lot of Jared Goff in his first year. Remember mm-hmm. when Goff came in, he stunk up the joint and yep. he was terrible. And then what happened his second year? He threw yep. for over 4,000 yards mm-hmm. and about 30 touchdowns. So right. you know, I see you because, you know, I get all my Redskins news from you. I see all the retweets <laughs> and everything. So I'm seeing the videos of Dwayne Haskins putting in the work. He looks great. And, you know, he, the, the arm right. talent and everything is clearly there. Like it wasn't a first-round pick for no reason. Let me give you – let me give you an interesting, I guess, um, stat. Maybe not a stat, but if you guys watched uh, Carolina last year at any – maybe like highlights on SportsCenter or whatever, when Kyle Allen was the quarterback, okay, I don't think that Kyle Allen is a great quarterback or even good. He's decent. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's nice. He was putting up numbers for Carolina. Granted that that defense was terrible, okay? So, remember, after like maybe – Four or five games, Carolina was thinking that Allen was was the franchise quarterback. No, yeah, right, yeah. So I say this to say Scott Turner, who's a who's the offensive coordinator now for the Redskins, he's gonna put Haskins in in a position to win. You know, his offense is real simple. They do a lot of uh, a lot of screens. uh, Where they used Curtis Samuel's all over the field. We brought in a guy named Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. So watch out I for him from Memphis. Yeah, yeah, from Memphis. They're gonna they're gonna throw a whole bunch of screens and they're gonna throw a lot of balls to the middle of the field. So, so I really think that they're gonna put him in a position to be successful. 
this season. So with Gibson, because I I saw that he was listed as a running back on in college. So they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna move him out wide. Man, he's really like a wild card. He has no position. Okay, the guy played more wide receiver in college than he ran. So he's gonna be more of a Curtis Samuels rather than a Christian McCaffrey. You hear? Oh, yeah. we're comparing him to Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, to some sense, but. He's pretty much going to be a slot wide receiver that can um, – who can I describe him? I'm trying to describe this guy. He's definitely something that we've seen in the league, mm-hmm. but he's going to be like – you'll see him in a wildcat. You'll see him on end arounds. You'll see quick screens. He can go deep. I mean, he's – I don't know how to, how to describe this guy, but he's going to be very versatile, very, very versatile. So yeah. I will not say that he's just a running back or just a wide receiver. Yeah, the, it'll the, be like, yeah. Oh, uh, I was just gonna, no, you could uh, go on, finish what you were saying. He's gonna be like, yeah, he's gonna be like, um, you know how like most teams keep six wide receivers mm-hmm. or most teams keep four running backs. So let's say if we keep five wide receivers, then then we can keep an extra running back. So if if we have five running backs, he's that fifth one, but he's gonna be playing both positions. Okay. You know, yeah, that kind of, yeah, that kind of swing kind of player. Yeah. Right. No, I'm, I'm glad that you, um, you know, you brought up Gibson and stuff because he was just drafted and stuff. Now, um, I, I would like to bring up uh, Mr. Chase Young. See what you think about him because that man looks like he could lead the league in sacks right out the gate. So, you guys are breaking up. Let me. Right. Um, Chase Young. Okay. Quick Chase Young story. When we were losing, I was excited. Towards the end of the year, okay? I think it was between the Jets, the Redskins, uh, Miami Dolphins, you know, all the losers, okay? Yeah. We always lose together. We always lose together. And when we beat you guys, I was actually like – then we – I think we beat you guys, right? No, we toasted you guys. I think we year. beat oh, you guys, awesome. Yeah. awesome. So, thank you for Chase Young. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so – I remember the game versus the Giants. It was like the last game of the season. And either, either last game or second to last. And it was like I wanted to win, but at the same time, I want okay, I wanted our players to play well. You wanted and to lose. lose. Yeah, if we, if we yeah. lost, I didn't care. So when they won, we just kind of just locked it up. And, I mean, I was praying for Chase Young. This guy, uh, on, on my last episode, I was talking about Chase Young has a, uh, a good chance to be a Pro Bowl uh, this season. I see him with double-digit sacks, at least, minimum 10 sacks. If he's not getting sacks, he's getting pressure, okay? Mm-hmm. On the right side of, uh, of uh, Chase is going to be Jonathan Allen. And if you know Jonathan Allen, he is primed for a, a big season, okay? So if you give Jonathan Allen one-on-one or you double-team t- uh, Chase and then you got uh, – um, pain or sweat. So it's like his impact is going to come from more than just sacks. If that makes sense. Of course. He is going to be – and then you got Kerrigan coming off the bench. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And he's coming for that Redskins all-time sack record. Okay? He thinks he's like two or three away. So that whole front seven is, is going to be crazy. And it's going to be the Chase Young factor. So you can see – Let's say even if he doesn't get 10 sacks, that he gets seven sacks. But if he's getting pressure, he'll be in the – just on the fact that if he can get our defense to top five, 
and he has just say seven sacks, he might end up being the defensive player of the year as a rookie. Four, you know, four rookies, not the yeah, yeah the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're gonna they're gonna look at everything. So if he's getting double teamed and he has like seven sacks, not quite ten, and then maybe like some other guy had ten, but the impact on the team is not as you know as as big. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I mean, everybody's saying that he's better than both of the Boses. So the physical attributes well. are definitely there, yeah. You know, yeah. it bodes sure. well. You know, I mean, both of the Boses are very, you know, very, very good players, great players. And if he's better, man. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> you getting excited just thinking about it. I, and, I love and, it. And, yeah. and we have a wild card. We have a guy named Ruben Foster. Mm -hmm. If he's healthy, mm, mm, if he's healthy, that's <laughs> that's like six or seven first rounders on defense. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Similar to what San Fran did uh, last season when their whole front line was first round draft picks and they went to Super Bowl. That's so. the Redskins too. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and if the defense, I think the defense is going to be great. I keep saying it over and over. So if the defense is great, okay, there are going to be games that they're going to keep us in. If you guys remember, New England's offense was terrible last year, right? It was not necessarily just Tom Brady. Just the offense was just bad, okay? But that defense kept them in games. Mm -hmm. So if the defense keeps us in games, that means we can win more games. That means, yeah. you know, you're, you're on the cusp of anywhere between 8 to 10 wins when you have a great defense. Offense might just find a way. Maybe – Haskins takes that step that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that happens, then things can really, really get crazy. I just had a, one last question with uh, Washington. For this season, if it's on track, I know the NFL preseason is going to start two weeks. I think they're cutting two weeks from it. But if we start up normal, do you think you guys, as in Washington, could steal away the NFC East? Yes. Yes. And also, good thing that you mentioned preseason. They're saying that there might be zero preseason games. So it's a possibility that there's zero preseason games. And if that happens, guess what? It's going to give teams that are not good a chance. You hear because that, Matt? We might have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's like music to my ears. <laughs> right. This is what happens. So when there's no preseason, you don't know what to expect. So there's no game plan, right? Mm -hmm. There's no tape to really go off of. So just imagine Sam Darnold. First game, who do y'all play? I think it's the Dolphins, actually, the first no, game of the year. Okay. It's Buffalo, yeah. It's Buffalo. Okay. In now, Buffalo. see, Buffalo knows you, guys, knows you guys and your tendencies and everything, right? But they don't know about Denzel Mims. They don't know if Crowder takes that next step. They don't know, you know, yeah. uh, Perriman. So it's like, you're planning, but you can't really plan. And you can't plan you off last year's tape, tape yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, you, you, like, you use last year's tape, but then everybody has gotten better. So, mm -hmm. for those first four weeks, that's really the preseason for everybody. So, yeah. that can happen within that four weeks. That's what I mean by people are going to take the bad teams for granted, and then they're going to get smacked in the mouth. I also just wanted to say uh, uh, one more thing, because you mentioned uh, Darnold, and I wanted to mention this earlier to you, but – he the, the situation with Dwayne and how he had no offensive line and then how um, Gruden was already out after one year and now you guys bring in Ron Rivera, it's very similar to how Darnold is now. Yeah. 
and then right. <laughs> and then you see everyone kind of on online and blogs and everyone and radio people saying that Darnold's a bust. But you you right. don't give these quarterbacks enough credit and exactly. don't see what they work with. He has no offense line. He's had two head coaches in his first two seasons. It, it, no, re, barely no receivers to throw. No to. receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No tight ends. No anything. So it's like okay, you see, um, what's his name? Jonathan. Uh, what's that guy? Josh Allen. Josh Allen was in that same draft with Darnold, right? Yes. But you see his situation. He didn't have any receivers at first, but then they brought in John Brown, who kind of helped a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Then they had that defense, right? Drafted him a couple of running backs, and they already had a decent offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Then you look at some of the other guys that were in that draft and where their success level is. Who else, who else was in that draft? Baker Mayfield. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. See, so you look at Lamar Jackson in the situation that he's in. They drafted Mark Andrews, and then they drafted a Hurst. I mean, so they put him in a position to be protected, mm-hmm. okay? The scheme and the offense is still going to get better. What you guys have seen out of Lamar is nothing compared to what he's about to do, okay? They added more receivers this year. So you see that every team that has a young quarterback, even Baker, they put him in a great – I mean, come on, man. You give him OBJ and Landry, and then you give yeah, Darnold. Yeah. You give Darnold Perriman. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. no offense to Perriman. It's like you want these superstar guys. Yes, he, he has Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Haskins has nothing compared to Le'Veon Bell, you know? Yeah. But you see, when these quarterbacks come in and go to these bad teams, you got to do so much to put them in a position to be successful, okay? And not getting the offensive line or wide receivers or tight ends does not help the cause at all, at all. So – you know, sometimes it, it you see the guys that go later, they go to better teams, you know, and they're put in position. And then the then the quarterbacks that are not put in position, you call them a bust because they're struggling. Yeah, because exactly. They're five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we, we know what the talent level is. We saw Darnold in college. We saw Haskins in college. These guys are not bumps. Yeah. You know, and, and, and even Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen went to Miami. He's a worse situation than both of them. Yeah, I think the first two years. Yeah, I thought he Rosen just got the shortest end of the stick. That was the problem. With him. <laughs> you know, he had nothing. So it, you know, it happens, and it's sad why this happens. Like for us in the free agency, we wanted um, Amari Cooper. We didn't get him. We mm-hmm. wanted Austin Cooper. We didn't get him. We wanted anything that was a weapon, and we didn't get anything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted an offensive line. We wanted a, a new right tackle because we hate Morgan Moses. That didn't happen. So. It's like, until you put a quarterback in position to be successful, you can't judge him. You can't judge him. Until you know, Sam Darnold gets a legit number one wide receiver, you can't judge him. You can't, you know, you can't say anything. You know? You know your you words are, are like music to my ears right now because I feel like no one understands, like, this whole situation and stuff. And right. I'm glad. Because, it, like, like Matt said, that was a great point, that you could argue that Haskins and Darnold are pretty much in the same situation. Right. And, you know, I feel like no one understands that. Everyone's like, ah, Sam Darnold sucks. Ah, Dwayne, Dwayne right. Haskins sucks. How many games did Dwayne Haskins play? Right. And, you know, you know all these guys that want to pull up stats and Mahomes and Lamar, okay, if Mahomes is great. Lamar is great. But if Mahomes didn't have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and a nice offensive line, running backs, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, yeah. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like these quarterbacks go to good situations, good franchises, good cultures, and then they're able to have success. But then the other ones, 
that have to go to terrible franchises and organizations to bring them out of the out of the mud. Yeah, be a savior. You, yeah. you know, then you want to judge and say all this stuff when they're not even put in a position. So can't nobody tell me nothing about Haskins, man. He had nothing last year. He yeah. had nothing. So so until <laughs> until you know he does what he does this season and next season, then you can start judging him. You know, after like year three and you see no progress, you see no potential of a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you know, yeah. then you can talk about giving, a, giving him a fifth year or not or, you know, things of that nature. People have to let these young quarterbacks develop. You know, we have seen, we have seen a trend. You draft a young quarterback, you put him in a good system, and you make that Super Bowl push, right? Mm-hmm. Rams did it. The Chiefs have done it with a rookie quarterback, rookie Seattle. contract. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ravens tried. You know, so when they come into this good situation, because they're still under that rookie contract, they can sign a nice yeah, wide you can spend money. Sign, yeah. You know, it's like once you pay that quarterback, it's over. The Rams are done. The Rams oh are done. God. Hey, the minute they paid Jared Goff, they died. Okay? And it's not his fault, but it's like now you they are in jeopardy of not bringing back Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He's gonna Jalen Ramsey knows that he can get whatever he wants because they spent two first round picks to get him. So yeah, you should leverage. But because of that Jared Goff contract, now he's not playing like the same Jared Goff that we saw mm-hmm. two years ago. They had to let go of Todd Gurley. It happens. It's 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 the NFL and everybody's trying to get that rookie quarterback that can come in and have success within that first five years of the deal to get a championship. So if that doesn't happen, that does not mean that the quarterback is a bust. Yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Manny, I mean, you know, really, first off, I want to say thank you Absolutely. for coming on, taking the time out. Uh, I'm glad you brought your little guest on as well, Zeke. <laughs> hey, Shout out, Zeke. You know, um, I hope everyone checks out the Back Row Redskins show because, you know, you're very knowledgeable. You know what you're talking about. And you're, you're a pleasure to talk with as well. So Thank we you, really man. appreciate you coming on. You wanna, Thank uh, you, guys. Where can, where can everyone check you out on, on Twitter and all that type of stuff? Okay. On Twitter, my personal page is Manny Chakuba. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to spell, but uh, it's um, M-A-N-N-Y-C-H-O-K-U-B-A. And then my um, Redskins pod is Back Row Redskins. And then my other pod is T-S with Manny. So, and he's... And you're also on eight to nine streaming platforms, thanks to Anchor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm on everything. Overcast, um, Apple, oh, us too. Spotify, <laughs> iHeartRadio. So check me out. Check out either one of the podcasts. Uh, I'll definitely love to engage with everybody. You can hit me up, DM me, tweet me. I'm talking sports 24-7. So. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you for coming uh, on. You were great. Pleasure to have you, man. Thank you so much.